Hello everyone. So it has been a while since I've done a list review and I decided that that was going to be today's topic. So as a lot of you are probably aware due to the uh, raw amount that I post, uh, Ramsey Snow is actually my favorite commander in the game. Uh, personal preference there, I just really like his playstyle and what he brings to units. Then I'm a big fan of the uh, House Bolton and neutral aesthetic in general. So the thing that I've been playing with lately is usually I'll run a full neutral list. And I will admit that right now the neutral pool is a little limited on what you can and can't take. So usually I'll end up expanding out into either, you know, adding some Lannister units. The thing is that with Ramsey, because of his aggressive playstyle and in general my aggressive playstyle, uh, I find that the Starks are actually a better fit for overall playing as my kind of secondary faction I want to say in there since I do predominantly run neutrals or at least up into the max 50% I can. So that brings us to today's list and this list actually incorporates some of the uh, more controversial units I guess I'll say of the neutral army and that is the Bastards Girls because a lot of people you know they they seem to have trouble using this unit and that's the way I want to view this because these gals here can put an obscene amount of damage out there, but you really have to know how to position and play them correctly, because they are one of those units that if you make some mistakes with, they're just going to get obliterated, and you're going to go, man, why did I spend seven points on that? But if you properly know how to use them and position them right and utilize them, that's true of most units in the game, these girls put in a lot of work. And... You know, again, I've run some lists in the past and posted them up where it's been Ramsey with a bunch of Lannisters. And while that synergizes very well with the panic aspect of uh, his list, um, the raw combat capabilities that he brings to the table synergize exceptionally well with these Starks and their attachments and, in general, their tactics cards. So that's the focus of today's list. And we'll go over that more in detail, but let's go over the actual list right here over each unit, and then we'll get to some general strategies and tactics. So this is a 40-point list. Uh, Commander is going to be Ramsey Snow. And we are featuring in this list two units of Bastards Girls, each led by a Cranogman Warden. So these units here, as I just mentioned, they're kind of the workhorse unit of the, uh, of the army. We have the Bastards Girls with their Tracker's Bow and their Blade and Fang abilities, which allow them to basically make a ranged attack if the defender rolls any ones, they become vulnerable, but more importantly after that you get to charge them, and then come in and hit them with their Blade and Fang, which is a 6 die hitting on 3 plus attack. So this allows you to get 2 attacks off in a single activation, and causing 2 panic checks along with that, and everything that nastiness that goes with the attack. Uh, the reason these synergize so well with the Stark army is because you have cards such as Swift Advance, target these guys, let them make a free maneuver, get into someone's flanks, shoot them with a attack that's going to give them minus one to their defense roll and their panic check, charge in, cause the same thing to happen, but now you're getting rerolls as well. That's going to cause extra damage. You've got the Stark charge cards, such as Devastating Impact, to help you get some additional damage going in there. You know, you've got a lot of tools here outside of just Ramsey's cards that are going to help you, you know, just really put these guys to maximum potential. In addition to that, though, speaking of Ramsey's specific cards, you've got two of his three cards synergize exceptionally well with this unit. And the first one being Cruel Methods, which is the start of a round of friendly unit make a free attack action. If it does not destroy an enemy, it makes a panic check and suffers minus three. If it's a House Bolton unit, you use its highest value attack die and you may reroll any misses. 
So if the Bastards girl's here, yeah, you're throwing down only six dice, but again, these gals should be in the flank. So if they're in the flank, you know, you're getting that minus one to defense, you're getting the minus one to the panic check, and even if you don't destroy the unit, the girls have such a good morale save of a uh, five plus that, okay, even at a minus three, you're going to be rolling an eight. So on average, you're going to suffer one, maybe two wounds. And these don't, you know, the girls don't lose any attacks until they get down to their last uh, rank. So there's even better synergy there. But really, one of the key things here is the fact that we have a Kranigman Warden in with the unit. And a Kranigman Warden will convey Opportunist to the girls, which says when they target an enemy that has not activated this round, you can reroll any misses. So the second part of that, uh, of Cruel Methods, is going to counter that bit because they're already rerolling misses because this is a House Bolton unit. But it's important to note with the girls that because they get to make two attacks each time they activate effectively, then you're getting double your investment from the Kranigman Warden. You're going to get to reroll your ranged attacks. You're going to get to reroll your melee attacks. So, you know, that's going to help you just destroy out units. And that's really the key as to one of the reasons why I like running a mixture of Boltons and Starks is because, again, while the Lannisters are going to give you this sense of controlling the board via, uh, sorry, the non, uh, the tactics board and also panic effects, the Starks are going to give you a bunch more raw combat potential. And frankly, if you're adding uh, an already nasty uh, group of Boltons that already have you know some of the highest damage output in the game, and you're adding more stuff on top of that, you can really just start steamrolling through a bunch of stuff. So the other card for Ramsey is Our Blades Are Sharp, which is a friendly unit that makes a melee attack. If it's targeting a panicked enemy, you gain plus one to hit and roll plus two dice. With the Bastards Girls, that means you're hitting on twos, you're rolling eight dice. Great. If it's a House Bolton unit, the defender also becomes vulnerable. Okay, that becomes a little scarier now, because now you're rolling eight dice, hitting on twos, and the opponent has to reroll their defense saves. Again, noting that with the Bastards Girls combined with the Stark Speed, you should be hitting them on the flanks. But this is one of those times where you can even attack them just head-on, and you're still going to be dealing a ton of damage. Because eight dice hitting on twos is going to be on average of seven hits, and your, four, your opponent's going to have to reroll the other defense saves, which means you're going to clear out nearly two units with just your attacks. And that's not even talking about the Panic Check. With the Panic Check factored in, you should very easily be able to clear out two full ranks, sorry I said units earlier, two full ranks of a single unit. And this is assuming that those are the only cards you play. So that is kind of the idea behind how this list came about, was because I wanted to utilize the Bastards Girls and really with that Kranigman Warden combination, because I really just like it. Um, add the extra maneuverability that the Starks are going to give you, and this unit becomes a big threat, so I'm running two full of those. So where is our commander going? Well, Ramsey Snow himself is going to be our primary method for passing out panic tokens, uh, actually via Reek, um, in this list. Because the Starks don't have a lot of natural abilities to do that on their own. But as a result, he's going to be dead center in the table, stuck in a unit of House Umber Great Axes. So what this is going to do here is, first off, it's going to turn them into a House Bolton unit. So they're going to gain the aforementioned benefits from Cruel Methods and our Blades are Sharp. But more importantly... This is going to create a giant threat unit in the center of the table that's going to allow Ramsey to walk up, start passing out panic tokens uh, to everything within long range, and your opponent's going to have to deal with it. And Great Axes are one of those units that your opponent really doesn't want to deal with if they can. They really want to avoid them. But now, if they're going to take that option, you're just going to sit around and start passing out panic tokens to everything on the field, and thus buffing all of your other units from that. So now you're creating a set, a big anchor point in the center of the table that your opponent's going to have to go and do something about, and that means they're going to have to get in combat with a bunch of great axes. Ramsey himself is going to 
um, give the flay them all ability, which is when an enemy engages you and fails a panic test, another enemy unit within long range makes a panic test. That's just a generally good ability. It doesn't specifically synergize uh, with anything that the Umber Great Axes do, aside from the fact that they do have their Executioner's Fury attack, which is always going to cause wounds, assuming you just don't roll straight ones. So that means it's always going to at least have a chance of triggering a panic test in an enemy. So technically there's a little bit of synergy there, but not enough for me to really consider that a combo or anything. Um, that's like saying, oh, if I deal a bunch of damage, things will die. So, you know, not really a combo, but just something nice. The big point of this unit is that, as I said, we are creating an anchor point for the center of the army that can go and hold objectives, can do things like that, and creates a problem that your opponent has to do something about. And doing something about it means that they're going to have to engage you. And no one wants to avoid armor great axes. As we've talked about previously, the best thing you can do against great axes is avoid them because they're slow. Well, here, yeah, they might be slow, but now they have Ramsey in them, who, if you just avoid them, he's just going to spend the entire game going, you're panicked, you're panicked, you have some more panic tokens. And everything else in your army is going to benefit from that. The last two units that we have in the army is a vanilla unit of Bolton Cutthroats because we want more House Bolton units in there for Ramsey's cards. And again, these guys are high damage output. The Starks have the extra maneuverability combined with their baseline speed to you know, get these guys where they need to. And they're cheap. You know, I don't really care what happens to them. Um, that's the glorious thing about Cutthroats, is they've got a stupid high damage potential, and they're really cheap. Yeah, they're glass cannons, but you know that's just what we're dealing with. A lot of the Stark cards, though, are going to benefit you if you are reduced down to you know your last few ranks, such as, you know... Um, uh, uh, Northern Ferocity, that's going to give you Vicious, which is entirely useless on this unit, so that's a terrible example. Good job, Brain. Um, but point being is that you're going <laughs> to you're going to have a, a lot of effects that are going to benefit you if you're reduced down to that low level. Plus, you're going to have some cards, such as Direwolf's Fever, uh, that is going to help you with your morale, which is the weak point on the Cutthroats. So, you know, that helps out as well. Uh, after this was done, we had five points left over in the list, so that's why I included a unit of House Star uh, Stark Sworn Swords. Vanilla. I would love to get these guys an attachment, but again, we had five points left over, so that's why these guys are sitting here just naked. Again, another cheap unit that I really don't care what happens to them. They'll just go up there and they'll attack something. You know, they're a good target for cruel methods as well because they've got a good morale save. And even if they do take that extra damage, okay, they're really good when they get down to uh, one rank. So, you know, not a lot of negative there. Uh, an alternative would be is if I dropped one of the Krennicvin Warden from the Bastards Girls. I could take that one point, put it in the Stark Sworn Swords, and I would probably upgrade them to a unit of Stark Bowmen. Uh, I really, really like the Kranigman Warden Bastards Girls combo, though. So I'm going to play that some more before I switch out for the Sworn Swords and to Bowmen. But that's another alternative you can take there as well. Um, so you can do that. NCUs. So my two NCUs they have is first off a three point Sansa Stark, which allows me to you know search my deck or discard pile for any one tactics card once per game. This is just a generally useful effect anytime, but for me specifically, I um, really like the synergies that it gives me, where I can just seek out and get that clutch cruel methods to allow me to make that free attack at the start of the round. Or Sadistic Games, which is the main tactic card that Ramsey uses to generate panic counters. Because as we've talked about before in my uh, uh, talks about just uh, Ramsey in general, your opponent gets two options. One, you put two panic counters down, or an enemy combat unit suffers D3 plus two hits. 
And I don't know what it is about people. They never, ever, ever choose those D3 plus two hits because that apparently puts some kind of like rampant fear of God into them. And a lot of the times, those panic counters are going to do way more damage than those hits would have. But it's a psychological thing. Go figure, you have a card called Sadistic Games that's psychological. Love it. Um, but anyway, being able to just search out those cards or really any of the general start cards that you need at any time. You know, everyone knows how good Sansa is, and that's why she's included here, because she's also cheap. Now, for my four-point non-combat character, there were quite a few options, but the one I went with here was Roderick Cassil. So... Uh, this list is all about dealing a bunch of damage. Roderick helps you deal damage by, um, when he influences a unit, giving them critical blow. So you have Cutthroats, who, if you attach this to them, have a 3-plus to hit, baseline, uh, 8 dice, vicious, can make the opponent vulnerable, and can gain critical blow. You have Bastards Girls, who, when they charge into melee, are hitting on 3s, 6 dice, critical blow, don't fall off any attack dice until they get down to the last rank. Yeah, it's useless on the House Stark Sworn Swords, but I wouldn't recommend taking Roderick as a NCU in a Stark Sworn Sword heavy list anyway for that exact reason. But here, we're not doing that. The House Umber Great Axes. These guys are benefiting like hell from Critical Blow, because now we have Executioner's Fury, who, you know, uh, can gain extra dice. You have Mighty Cleave, who's going to gain extra dice. You know, just a fantastic little thing to throw in there. Now, his uh, first effect, where if you claim the combat zone, he makes an opponent vulnerable, that's also super useful. I mean, again, the Bastards girls can throw out vulnerable, the Cutthroats can throw out vulnerable. You have a lot of sources of that in your army already, but that's really an icing on top of the cake type of situation. The other alternative that you really could look at as far as NCUs go, if uh, Roderick is not really your thing, I had contemplating potentially putting Eddard in the list as well, because you are going to be doing a lot of charging with this list, and that's going to help you heal up. Uh, which is one of the weak points of the Boltons in general is because they're such da uh, such a high damage-oriented army. They don't really have a lot of staying power. You really need to get in there, get that Alpha Strike in there, and deal a bunch of damage. If you put Eddard in there, he is going to help you gain a little bit of sustain. So that's another option, and frankly, that's going to come down to personal play style. Uh, another option would be Caitlyn Stark, who is a fan favorite to put in most any list because she allows you to attack with your maximum number of attack dice. And that is beneficial here as well. Um, because, again, you don't have the best sustain. So being able to throw out a bunch of damage is going to help you. The reason she's not in here, though, is because the Bastards girls, they're already rolling six dice until they get reduced down to their last rank. The Cutthroats, yeah, they have a bit of a drop-off going from 8-6-4, which, yeah, it's a little bit of a drop, but it's not really enough for me to justify including her, versus the critical blow effect that Roderick is going to give me uh, that synergizes with my other units, or the healing effect from Eddard. Uh, to me, yeah, those plus two dice are nice, but I feel that they're just, again, the others are bringing more of a tactical flexibility to it. I don't really need to be attacking with max ranks if I can just cause some other shenanigans in here. And really, this is not so much about the raw number of dice with any single attack. This is about just causing the most amount of uh, attacks and panic checks that I can. Now, she's really good on something like Berserkers that have a good you know, weapon ability like Sundering or, you know, things along those lines or nasty stuff that happens when you attack. This list actually is not running very much Sundering or anything like that, so it's really just relying on um, the number of attacks to get in there, and that's why I think Roderick imparting down Critical Blow on these units, because they don't really have a harsh drop-off, is my better option. Uh, and again, personal playstyle, I could see, you know, a debate between her or Eddard, but I just kind of like Eddard as a number two spot over her. But still options. 
other non-combat guys you can look at are of course Varus, but that's changing the list into a different play style and more of a control aspect. And if I want to run a bunch of control, then I'm just going to run the Lancers instead. Littlefinger is another consideration, but the thing is, is that here I don't really need to claim zones other than the combat and the uh, maneuver zones. If I was running a list that had like Braum or some other models that would trigger off of the uh, the wealth zone, which is not the native zone for Starks, then I would actually, you know, uh, consider putting him in. But because I'm going to naturally be going after the mobility, I'm sorry, the maneuver and the um, combat zones, I didn't really see need to add him in there. And frankly, I don't really need a counterplay to, you know, claim other areas because I just don't care enough to do that. I think Roderick's adding that better. So that's the list. We have a total of uh, 40 points there, 19 of which are neutral points wrapped up in the uh, the Boltons here. And that's in general just um, a brief rundown of each of the units and why I'm including them. So some general tactics with this list. Again, you're relying on the mobility and the charge potential that these Stark Tactics cards are going to give you to combine that with the Bastards Girls and the just raw, staggeringly high damage output that the Boltons bring to the table. In addition to this, you're getting a really good anchor unit in with those House Umber, uh, House Umber Great Axes. That's going to create a threat that you really have in the center of the table that your opponent's going to have to deal with. Everything else in your list, though, is fairly glass cannon, so you're really going to be pushing for high damage output. You need to take down units faster than they're taking you down, and you need to just not get stuck into an attrition game. Because if you uh, if you get into any type of prolonged fight, you're probably the one that loses that. And also, if you don't use your maneuverability and your speed to your advantage, that's also going to come back to bite you. Okay. So the Starks do have a number of tactics cards that are going to help you out. You got Northern Frosty, which is going to impart sundering onto your units, which is great because none of your units in your army have a natural sundering. So that means that card is never going to be wasted when you throw it up. Now, yeah, okay, most of your units are well. Okay, I'm not going to say even most of your units. Because uh, it's really only your cutthroats. They have Vicious. So being reduced down to one rank, gaining Vicious and Sundering is actually going to help you on a lot of your list here as well. Because you're going to be throwing down a bunch of Panic Counters. So ideally that's going to help you out there as well. Uh, you got the North Remembers, which is going to give you a touch of healing. Which can actually matter in this list a lot. Because again, you have a sharp drop off at your last rank. But your first two ranks with those Bastards Girls are not going to feature such a heavy drop off. Your House Umber Great Axes, they don't really care too much, but really just in general healing or reactivating is going to be another great thing, especially the Bastards Girls, because again, you're, if you reactivate them, you're potentially getting up to two attacks. You've got um, Dire Wolf's Fever, who is going to help you if your morale saves. Um, the Bastards Girls don't need it, but it almost makes them auto-pass. The Great Axes have an average morale of a six. This is going to help them out even more. Your Cutthroats are going to be benefiting from this um, exceptionally well. The House Stark Sworn Swords... Again, they're a baseline Stark unit. They're going to be uh, benefiting from that. So you've got these uh, really nice tactics cards here that are going to just can help you with the synergies that you're you're running with. Uh, Winter is Coming is going to be another card which is going to help you gain a little bit of aspect of control. That is a fantastic card for, you know, when your Bastards girls are going to just go ahead and shoot something and now they get to declare a charge. If you control the combat zone, then the enemy becomes panicked which we've already talked about how, you know, Panicked is going to synergize very well with what Ramsey and the rest of Boltons do, so you're getting some extra synergies there. Uh, devastating Impact. whole point of this list is to get a bunch of charges off, and Devastating Impact is going to give you additional automatic hits or additional automatic wounds. Swift Advance, another one of those cards that is going to um, 
really be a capstone for these to help get those bastards girls into position. Get them in flanks, get them shooting, and then getting them charging there. Uh, Sudden Charge is actually a card I've not spoken about yet, but that is also <laughs> one of the, uh, the mainstays for the Stark Tactics deck. Now that card specifically is actually going to be a bit better for me when I start getting more uh, units and attachments that are going to function off of controlling the Wealth Zone, which is a theme for the uh, neutral forces, because that allows me to take that zone and still gain the benefits that I want without actually having to devote it to healing. So that's really more of a thing that will come into play in the future, but still being able to just charge whenever you need to off of claiming a tactic zone that gives you some element of control, and it's just in generally a good card. So as you can see, you're playing this hyper-aggressive list when you're running it, uh, Boltons combined with Starks here. And it's a really fun little playstyle. Again, when I'm running uh, Boltons with Lannisters, it's much more of a meticulous kind of control aspect because that's how the Lannisters are, you know, play normally. You're just adding some offensive capabilities there by including neutral forces of a House Bolton. Here, you're just going 100% offense. And frankly, it's a really fun list to play. It's really for those players that like just getting out there, being hyper-aggressive, and just making things dead. So that's the list we're talking about today. Hopefully you guys found that informative. And go ahead and drop a uh, comment below and uh, let me know what type of list or what commander you guys would like to see touched on next. And we'll see if we can't get that out. All right, guys. That's it. Till next time. Take care.